Okay. Welcome back to No Boards for Brothers podcast. I'm JT, and I'm with my brother and partner in crime, Grant. Hi, what's up, guys? Today, we are going to be reading responses, uh, kind of like stories, to ask Reddit questions. Yeah, so this Uh, is like the most famous Reddit stories there are, and people outside of Reddit probably have never heard of these, and you're probably going to wish you didn't hear of these, but... And now you're going to through us. So the first question is, what is your silent, unseen act of personal defiance? So that little thing you do that you really shouldn't do, but you do it anyway because fuck you, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one guy said, when a kid is being a brat in a noisy and public area, I casually get close to them and fart on their head slash face. I'm really tall, so she usually a direct hit. Um, so he kind of gives a little story to that. If I decide to stare, it's usually with a, a, yeah, what the fuck are you going to do a better look? I'm about six, seven. So even when I'm just trying to be friendly, i.e. not farting on a stranger's kid's head, uh, meeting a family members or friend's kid for the first time, I've noticed they got a very, uh, high between their mother's legs, intimidated on sight if I'm not sitting down. So it's not hard for me to silence such intimidated child, especially when I'm trying to. However, a few times I've been called out. One time I was pretty drunk with a friend at Target buying Risk. Uh, this little Mexican five to seven year old with a mohawk was being an insufferable little shit in the action figure sh- figure section. I heard him f- from like five aisles over and I was it was like nails on a chalkboard. I tell my friend I'm going to fire in this kid's head. Watch and learn. I saunter on over to the aisle in question and see the vile little prick calling his mom an idiot for not buying him a huge fucking G.I. Joe, uh, the movie vehicle, which pissed me off even more considering how awful that movie was. Buy some good toys. I already bought that one for you, and you broke it by throwing it down the stairs. Shut up. I need it. It's the only one I don't have now. The mother was younger than me, uh, mid-twenties, and gave a defeated look. I don't have enough money right now. You are an idiot, <laughs> and continued to just berate and publicly shame the woman. At the time, I was on a strict Chipotle carnitas burrito diet, and while I was watching all this, my stomach gave me an initial warning gurgle, very courteous stomach, uh, telling me I was about an hour away from punishing the toilet. Uh, I inched a bit closer to my prey, inspecting some wrestling toys and pondering the weird homoeroticness of the whole sport in general. The kid shouts, fuck you, I hate you. The mom rolls her eyes and turns back to the kid to ignore him. Uh, turns her back to the kid to ignore him. And could you believe it? The kid gets uh, the kid gets on his hands and knees and starts taking the toy out of the box. It's go time, motherfucker. I position my back towards him, and at this point, I'm like two feet away from him. His head is down, getting frustrated with those goddamn twisty ties. And I go in for the kill. I bend down to reach for the one of the toys on the lower shelf. At this point, my ass inches from the kid's head. Now, generally speaking, the best way to go about this is that casual drop your belly bomb, then walk away after a few seconds like nothing is out of the ordinary. I usually go one hour over and listen to the kid's reaction in delight. However, today I couldn't help myself. I uh, I have my head tilted back, looking at the kid out of the corner of my eyes to ensure accuracy. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. I'm so close that from a distance, it looks like I'm about to sit on him. <laughs> my friend sees this happening, can no longer contain him, so he's covering his mouth, but his hee-haw. A hyperventilating donkey uh, 
Chertle? Yeah, it's Chertle. Fairly audible. It's fairly audible. Uh, over the late 90s pop music play, playing on the loudspeakers. The kid immediately looks up towards the laughter, but can't help but notice there is an ass now directing his face. Now, I'm trying not to laugh, but I also panic as I just made eye contact with him. He furls his brow, and I look over in the mother's direction, still back towards us. I relish in the moment and the look on the child's confused and naive face. The initial blast was mighty and boisterous. I swear I saw his hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> if I wasn't wearing jeans, I think I could have probably blown over an empty soda can. I would call it a very fun fart. Uh, A++ would buy again. However, what immediately followed that out the chamber was truly horrifying. The first implication changed without notice, and swiftly, it went from a joyous, dry air horn squeal to a nephorous hissing Memphis. What the fuck is this guy's vocabulary? No fucking I, idea. I think the little Moppet noticed the hateful metamorphosis before he even did, because he wrenched his neck violently trying to get away from the personified evil being fumigated into his soul damn. <laughs> this is so fucking deep yeah. <laughs> uh, because of his positioning hovering over the toy hands and knee uh, it was all in vain as the only way out was forward and forward would mean certain death I positioned myself well on the higher ground free to escape or relent at any time and him poor and immobilized biding his time until the cruel attack was over Obviously, this child needed to reread uh, Son to Zoo. In total, it lasted about four seconds for that kid. It must have seemed like time was frozen. The long-term severe brain damage, which he no doubt suffered, only added to the effect. When I finished with my business, forcing a little boy to huff my first, there was a silent pregnant pause. The kid was clearly shocked and stunned. No one had ever stood up to this dwarf psychopath in his whole life. I had taken the words out of his mouth and filled it with fart. I make my first move, picking up the toy I was reaching for off the lower shelf, take a few steps forward, and stare for two seconds on two alligator. Uh, the only thing the kid could manage to do was burst into tears. My friend senses the, uh, the danger, the jig is up, and his head darts for cover. The mom turns on to see his, uh, her kid with an open toy crying on the floor and me minding my own business. She walks up to him and asks what's wrong, but the kid can't speak. All he gets out is a brah-ha-ha-ha, fart brah-ha-ha. It took every fiber in my body not to laugh. Uh, I put the toy back on the middle shelf, turn around and give a final nonchalant look see and then begin to take my exit. Sensing that his assailant was getting away, Scott Free someone managed to co compose himself for a moment. He shouts, he farted on me. I could feel him pointing at me, but I came to ask like I was just browsing. I was almost around the corner when the mom goes, Excuse me, sir, sir. I turn around, non-plaused. Uh, uh, who? Me? While pointing to myself. Yes, did you just fart on my son? Where are my options? I played dumb. What? I mean, I did fart. She goes, on my son? Well, I mean, technically speaking, I mean, what is on? She, then she says, why did you fart on my son? At this point, the little kid has the look of whatever the fuck that is on his face. Happy to see me in trouble. Uh, fuck you, I'm a man. I will fart on you if I please. I turn my attention to the little kid and stare at him because the whole store could hear him being a ro little rotten asshole to his mother, so I thought I'd come over here and treat him like one. The mom looks at me, her son, and the scattered G.I. Joe wrapper box on the floor. The mom is puzzled as to what to do and says, just, just go. That's my cue. I turn around and walk with a little extra step. 
I look up to see the black orb of security cameras and all the stories on Reddit about unjustly having to register as a sex offender flash before my eyes. As soon as I turn the corner, I book it out as fast as I can without while dialing my friend. Like a true fan, he is right out front with the engine running and risk in the trunk. We laugh from the car ride back about the whole scene with a slight hint of seriousness in his tone. My friend asked me, do you do that a lot? And I say, ah, not that much, like once every f- six months or so. We both knew I was lying. We got to our other friend's house, played risk until four in the morning while drinking scotch. Overall, I would say it was a pretty, pretty good day. Holy fuck. I mean, you gotta have hobbies, bro. Yeah, he literally just enjoys fucking farting on kids. <laughs> yeah. It, he is Batman, but with farts. Yeah. Like, he is vengeance. For the whole fucking while. He kind of had it coming, though. I love his, like, fucking vocabulary. Right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, literally Batman, bro. Yeah. Interesting. I like how the mom just let him go. It's like, yeah. please, please just go. You know, yeah, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> Did you fart on my son? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does on mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like I would have just been like, no, what the fuck? I farted, but like nowhere near him. <clears throat> I just smelt it. Like, my bad. Yeah. He was just like, he wanted to own that shit. Well, mine, my, my two are going to add up to about that, but they are, they are rough, honestly. They're, they're quite rough. Um, so the question was throwaway time. What's your secret that could literally ruin your life if it came out? And this guy said, uh, my cousin died when we were both 17. There was a reception at his house just after the funeral. I went into his room and stole all the money that was there. Took some other valuables that his parents realized were gone. No one knows that I did it. They just assume he didn't have any money in his room, only loose change. I don't regret it, but I will never admit that I did it. Also, my cum box. And someone said, elaborate on this cum box, please. <laughs> because you can't just you can't just say, oh, yeah, my cum box, too. And just leave it at that, you know? Um, so it says, well, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a shoe box, or at least once was. And whenever I masturbate, I come into it. I've had it for two or three years now. Um, I've had it for two or three years now. I think so it has a fair amount of cum. It smells atrocious and I've tried to burn it once. When I lit it on fire, it was too damp due to the cum that it simply sizzled out and didn't manage to actually light up. Uh, Turns out burning cum smells awful. So I had to spray it with deodorant spray just to get the old smell of burnt cum away. It also (laughs) has some drenched paper stuck to it. That's pretty much it. Because people were asking, here's my greatest shame. And there's pictures. And I'm not... You can look this up at your own discretion. I don't want... Yeah, I don't want to see it. (laughs) Um, And it says, edit number two. Uh, A lot of people are asking me, well, why? Well, I'm apparently a rather disturbed individual. But it just kind of happened. Uh, Bought new shoes and needed some place to come. Use the box. It just escalated from there. Kept using it each time and telling myself I would throw it away soon. Never did. Two or three years now. I still have it. It was planned. It wasn't planned or anything. It just happened. So, the cum box. That's one of the most famous fucking stories. Why? Just why? I mean, he explained. He bought shoes. He bought shoes. Needed a place to come. Every man needs a place to come, bro. 
Yeah, would you come in a fucking shoebox? No. Can't say I would. Sure. Yeah. I'm not a deeply <laughs> disturbed individual, in my opinion. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I mean, this guy's a little bit more disturbed, but, like, I don't know. The, the comeback story is one of the most famous. I didn't actually I read that. Just disgusted. This is just a box of cum. Yeah, no. I mean, you were to look at it. it it's not, it's black and brown and dude, like scorched a little cum. bit. Yeah, it's moldy. It's <laughs> legitimately old moldy cum. Moldy cum. Yeah. Cum could be mold? Uh, fuck if I know, dude. It's the kids dying. Jeez. It's a graveyard, basically. Yeah. Um. All right. So, this one is actually, I think, the most famous of all Reddit stories. Except, I mean, I know it. And I don't know that many Reddit stories. I had to look most of these up. But this is the one that I knew and I needed to read on the on the podcast. Um, so, um, so, it's called Poop Knife. Just to get you ready. Um, my family poops big. Maybe it's genetic, maybe it's our diet, but everyone births giant logs of crap. If anyone has laid a mega poop, you know that sometimes it won't flush. It lays across the hole uh, of the bottom of the bowl, and the vortex of draining water merely gives it a spin and it mocks you. Growing up, this was common enough occurrence that our family had a poop knife. It was an old rusty kitchen knife that hung on a nail in the laundry room, only to be used for that purpose. It was normal to walk through the hallway... Uh, and have someone call, hey, can you get me the poop knife? I thought it was a standard kit. You have your plunger, your toilet brush, and your poop knife. Fast forward to 22, it's been a day or two between poops, and I'm over at my friend's house. My friend was a local dealer and always had guests over, uh, because you can't buy weed without sitting on your ass and sampling it for an hour. I excuse myself and lay a gigantic turd. I look down and see that it's sideways one, so I crack the door open and call for my friend. Yeah, bro. How big do your shits have to be that it just lays down sideways? Fucking giant, bro. This man, like, he's got genetics going on. Is there pictures there? There's no pictures of the giant shit. I kind of wish just to fucking <laughs> visualize. That would be a little bit more interesting. <laughs> um, so I crack the door and call out for my friend. He arrives and I ask him for his poop knife. My what? Your poop knife, I say. I need to use it, please. So what the fuck is a poop knife? Obviously, he has one. But maybe he calls it by a more delicate name. A fecal cleaver? A dung yeah, divider? He has one. <laughs> a guano glaive? I explain what it is and I want... <laughs> what it is I want and why I want it. He starts giggling, then laughing. Then lots of people start laughing. It turns out the music stopped and everyone heard my pleas through the door. It also turns out that none of them had poop knives. It was just my <laughs> fucked up family and their fucked up bowels. Um... I told this to my wife last night, who was amused and horrified at the same time. Turns out that she didn't know what a poop knife was and had been using the old rusty knife hanging in the utility closet as a basic utility knife. Uh, Thankfully, she didn't cook with it, but used it to open Amazon boxes. She will be getting her own utility knife now. And it says, edit, common questions. Uh, Why was this not in the bathroom instead of the laundry room? Answer, we only had one poop knife, and the laundry room was central to all three bathrooms. I have no idea why we didn't have three poop knives. All I know is that we didn't. Who's the bitch that used it for boxes? Uh, His wife. Like, she didn't know about the poop knife? Nah, he he just didn't tell her, I guess. Because, I mean, why tell her when he thought it's a normal, common practice in households? 
And, like, who is these other people in the house using the poop knife? His family. But, I mean, now he's moved out 22 years old. Interesting. Yeah, but his whole family used the poop knife. Um, but How the f- I will say this. I've took a shit sometimes where the toilet gets clogged because of the shit, not because of the... Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can see how the poop knife would be helpful in that situation. Yeah. But it's not happening enough to the point where it's like, yeah, you need to fucking get a poop knife. Or like you can't just, fl- like, typically just flush a couple times and it finds its way down, you know? like Yeah. No, I don't I, think a poop knife is necessary, but... No, I, I agree. I agree. It, it's a little much. Um, you, let's, do you see yourself using a poop knife? Could I see it? No. No, I don't clog toilets that often. <laughs> that often. That often. I haven't clogged the toilet in a while. All right. I used to refuse to poop at other people's houses because I thought I was going to clog the toilet. And then once I got past that fear, it happened so many times. I remember one time um, when I was at Megan's house. Yeah. Um, so funny that we still use the code name and there's not a single chance that she listens to this. Well, no, but it's other people if, if they know her and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I was at her house and I was like, I was a teenager, like a young teenager and I dropped my goddamn phone in the toilet and I had to dig my phone out and then explain to her why my phone didn't work anymore. And I don't know how I dropped my phone on the toilet. I can't remember. But like, I don't know how. That's way more common than what you think. And I don't know how it's done. My cousin so, has done that. So what, like I, twice. what I think I did, I, I can't really remember, is I think it was in my pocket and I was doing my Captain Morgan stance. You know what I'm talking about? Where I, How I used to wipe when I was a kid. Well, you um, with pants around your ankles too? Yeah. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. And I think it slipped out of my pocket. Into the toilet. That's fucked. Seems like I would have learned at that point not to say. See, that's that's, that's way more intricate than what I thought. I think my cousin has done it when he's like pissing. Like he's like pissing with his phone in his hand, then it falls out and goes into the toilet. I gotta aim when I piss. Yeah, like, but like one hand on your phone, one hand. On oh, your I dick. guess yeah, that's true. You two handed that bitch. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm not two handed to piss. <laughs> you gotta control the fucking fire hose there. Yeah, red. Yeah. God damn. Let's see if I could find, like, one or two more stories. We're only at 20 minutes. We can dive into, uh, I can do the Umbrella Man now to give a teaser for the next episode. You really want to? I mean, okay. I mean, there's not much on the Umbrella Man, really. Fair. Alright. So, the Umbrella Man. This is taking a weird turn. (laughs) Um, so next episode is gonna be more about conspiracy theories. Um... Me and Grant have each prepared a couple of conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm going to save my two stronger ones for the next episode. But we're going to talk about uh, the Umbrella Man with the JFK assassination. Um, so the Umbrella Man was actually identified as Louis Stephen Witt. Um, now, this is a man that uh, there was lots of speculation around him at the time of the JFK shooting. He was one of the closest people to JFK on the skies, on the grass there, on the sidewalk area, uh, when JFK was shot. Um, so he was the only person seen carrying and opening an umbrella on that sunny day. Uh, one of the closest bystanders to President John F. Kennedy when Kennedy was first struck by a bullet. 
Um, as the limousine approached, the man opened up and lifted the umbrella above his head. As the limousine approaches, uh, he then spun or panned the umbrella from east to west clockwise as the president passed by him. Uh, in the aftermath of the assassination, so after everything went down, he just got shot. The umbrella man just sat down on the sidewalk next to another man before getting up and then slowly walking towards the Texas School Book Depository. So then there's a series of photos of him uh, with the umbrella. Um, some people kind of see him as a, almost like a signal caller of some kind, uh-huh. opening his umbrella to signal kind of like a go, and ha- a go ahead and yeah. raising it to communicate fire a second round to the other gunman. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a picture. Of, some people say that even like huge conspiracy theorists. So the umbrella may have even been used to fire a paralyzing agent to carry to mobilize his muscles to kind of make him a, a sitting duck. But that's like extreme. Yeah, that is that is quite like. Yeah, I like I like the signal caller one a little bit better because like that's weird. Like if you see like the day, it's a nice sunny day. Not a single other person has an umbrella. Like and he's just moving it in certain directions as the president's like going past him and shit. Like, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I feel like it's plausible. I've heard of the Umbrella Man. I didn't know the actual, like, reasoning. But I think it's decently plausible. It's not too far out there, you know? Like, just... Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, but, like, it also, like, kind of looks into a little deeper of how orchestrated this could have been even further than what we already, like, know. Yeah. Kind of fucked. A little bit. Um, but have you heard of like the uh for like time travelers and shit like that, like the men in black, all those pictures and shit? Uh no. Like I don't know about the actual men in black. You never heard about like, Men in Black? Well, I mean I know the movies. Yeah, well there's like time travelers coming back from like certain like like part of essentially an agency and shit like that. Um But there's like pictures when like black and white just becoming a thing, like photographs just becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And you can like see people, like some people holding phones. Yeah. Or you you'll you'll pick out one guy wearing like a modern day outfit amongst like everyone else wearing like suit and ties and like blouses and shit like that. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? You believe um, in? Do you think time travel will possibly be a thing in the future? I mean, I feel like anything's possible. So yeah. Like we. The world is is changing at an unbelievable rate in technol uh, like technological wise. So I feel like that's possible. There wouldn't be any technically, reason. like technically, if it's in the future that they develop it, they could technically come back to like you know yeah now or whenever and go exactly. back to the future. It's kind of fucked to think about. Hmm. Man, I'm excited for the conspiracy episode though. I got. Uh, Hitler lived uh-huh. in the bunker, and I also got um, aliens built the pyramids. And there's a lot of coincidence with the pyramids one, even more than I thought. Really? Just in terms of the numbers, the angles, the degrees, the coordinates, like just everything. Yeah, I have a, I have about uh, five that I want to like pick and choose from like i have the government killed jfk oddly enough that you had the jfk we should have riddled through that one right now <laughs> i don't have anything on it um the earth is hollow 
I feel like I'm probably going to do that one just because it's so preposterous and there's so much on it. Interesting. Um, we're all living in the Matrix, which, I mean, there's a lot for that, too. Um, I don't know if you even have heard of this. Amelia Earhart was eaten by crabs when she crashed. By crabs? Yeah, so I'll get through that one right now, actually. It's it's super short, and I know about it. Um, so, you know Amelia Earhart, the... Uh, the first woman to fly around the the world and everything. Um, But she crashed in the middle of the ocean. No one knows where the fuck her plane was. Uh, They never found her or the plane. Like, it was just a big mystery in the world. Well, around where she crashed, there's, I think, three or four islands. So they never found her or the plane? Exactly. How did they know she crashed? Well, they... So something to do with like trajectory, like where she was going. The last scene, how much gas she had, gas gas she had when she was last seen, uh, stuff like that. Theory itself, though, what if she didn't crash? I mean, that's also fair. Like that, that's uh, super fair. Um, they might have found her plane. I'm not sure, but um, they never found her, and that, that's the big part of it. Um, but there was a local uh, there was an island around where she downed her plane. And it was solely inhabited by um, coconut crabs. Have you ever seen a fucking coconut crab? No. They're the size of, like, our torso. The fuck? They're, they're huge. And they'll eat anything. Um, so it, it was solely inhabited by fucking coconut crabs. And a theory is, like, she, uh, she crashed and she swam over to the island. Um, and passed out on the beach. And then a bunch of coconut crabs came and fucking just ate her. And that's why no one can find her body. Is because the coconut... Yeah, yeah. Just these gigantic coconut crabs. They're crazy looking. But that's just a, that's a theory. Like one now, of the conspiracy theories. coconut crabs or are they just fucking like... This is... I think they're the ones you want to stay away from. Can you eat coconut crabs? Let's see. Oh, yeah, it is. And it's an aphrodisiac. You know what that is? Uh, Makes you want to fuck. Oh. Get your horny. Coconut yeah. crabs? Yeah, apparently. Damn. It's uh, a taste crabs? similar to lobster and crab meat. But it's probably, it's just fucking huge. Yeah. I know, like, some king crabs can go for, like, fucking $500. Yeah. They're now bigger. Is a coconut crab bigger than it is bigger? I'm pretty certain. Damn. Well, fuck, brother. Yeah. You got uh, no more? They're three feet across. They're three feet across. That's a big bitch. What the fuck? Yeah, bro. It, it's terrifying looking. It looks like a gigantic nightmare. God damn. They can't yeah, swim. I don't know what I want. Well, they can't swim. Yeah, funnily enough, they can't swim. So what, there's, all, there's land crabs? Yeah. How do crabs lay babies? Is it just like you pop them out? Or is it like eggs? Like, I, don't, I think it's I don't eggs. Know. I think it's eggs. <laughs> Are you just saying that? We're like idiots? Or is it... Uh, I'm pretty certain it's eggs. <laughs> Do crabs lay eggs? <laughs> yeah. They... Oh, they lay 8 million eggs. 8 million? Yeah. A female blue crab can lay about 8 million eggs during one spawning session. Or season. A horseshoe crab might lay around... Uh, sixty thousand to one hundred twenty thousand eggs in a in a broad, 
Uh, on average, a female crab lays uh, 50,000 to 100,000 eggs at a time. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. They'd be fucking lying. Okay, this is actually one I know on top of my head. This has turned into the conspiracy episode. Um, this is a teaser, a teaser. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever heard the theory... Well, it's not even a fucking theory. It's actually true, and it's scientific. So, I mean, this kind of doesn't go along with it. It's just she goes with crabs. <laughs> um, so, everything on Earth will eventually turn into crabs. A form of a crustacean. Um, apparently, crustacean is, like, what we know right now is the end of evolution. Huh? Like... All right, let's see. Why everything eventually will become a crab. Um, This article says, Evolution is a pretty weird concept. Our family members that exist on Earth millions of years ago probably didn't look much like today's humans. And who knows what human relatives will look like a million years from now. Uh, If you're to believe some recent memes, though, our descents might look a little crabby. The joke that everything will eventually look like a crab comes from the actual truth. The crab shape... Uh, has evolved so many times that scientists had to come up with a special term for it. It's carcinogen. Fuck. I can't say it. Um, Carcinization. Carcinization. Um, Has a little extra syllable in there that fucks with me. Um, While it's probably not in the stars for humans to evolve into crabs, it is something that has happened multiple times in the crustacean family, where a creature may have started out looking like a lobster or a hermit crab, and then eventually turning into a low, round, pinchy critter uh, we all know and love. But before we dive into um, why this is, let's first define the word crab. When you think of the word crab, the first thing that pops into your head is probably something that looks like a blue king or a dungness crab. Their look is unique, therefore memorable, a short, flat, roundish, or squarish body, an abdomen hidden on the other side of the crab, and a hidden tail replaced by a muscly, exposed one that is common with lobsters. Uh, your eye is perceiving crab Battery when you see no. this round kind of oval shape, says Joe Wolf, a research associate at Harvard's Department of or- Organismic and Evolutionary Biology. Um, but out of the blue crab, king crab, and dungness crab, only two are true crabs. Uh, Brachyurans, a division of the decapod order that also contains shrimp, lobster, and crayfish. The king crab, which is also basically the cra- uh, classic version, actually isn't part of the unique family. It's part of the closely related Anamora, or false crab, group. So king crab's not a fucking crab, apparently. Jesus. We we learned something today, you know. How the fuck is a king crab not a crab? It's like uh, it says crab in the fucking name. It's a fake crab. That's what it is. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> Um, these two meanings of the word get mi- mixed up, says Gerard Schultz, um, a recently retired crustacean zoologist at the Humboldt University in Berlin. Um, I would say not every crab is a crab. Brachyurans, unlike Anamora, are thought to have ancestrally crab-shaped or carcinized, say wolf, but Anamora haven't always been that way. Take the king crab's ancestors, for instance, the hermit crab. Even though it's uh, got crab in its name, it's spiraling abdomen and fragile exoskeleton isn't crab-like at all. But this isn't the only instance of carcinization. Porcelain crabs and hairy stone crabs also look pretty much indistinguishable from a true crab, even if its lineage is hardly that. And since carcinization is still pretty unknown, process involving an animal evolving toward a set of crab-like characteristics, 
and they're not a hard yes or no definition of crab lookalikes, we don't know how many times it's happened. A marine invertebrate expert and associate professor at Florida International University, some species may only be partially carcinized, looking like a half uh, breed between a lobster and a crab. Look like uh, the squat lobster, apparently. Um, it's getting confusing. <laughs> basically, like, I mean, shit will turn into crabs eventually. Like, everything will turn into crabs. Everything? Yeah. Well, fuck. By when? I mean, n- n- not anytime soon. Like, well, like a million fucking years? It's, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be a long time, yeah, yeah. Like, evo- oh, evolution has to, to take its t- toll on the world, so... Like, basically, millions and millions and millions of years from now, um, we're all gonna evolve into crabs. And I think it's kinda neat, alright? I want some armor. Like, can you imagine just being born with armor? I mean, yeah. I want my fucking great times 100 grandchildren to have fucking armor, bro. I think that's only like 100,000 years, but... Only you think the Earth's gonna be here in a hundred thousand years? Probably not, with the way everything's going. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have that many fucking. Great if we get our shit together, maybe. Yeah, we might be just be fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's all right though. We have the podcast for now, so I mean. Yeah, you that, know, that's the best way to look at it. Maybe somebody will find this and fucking couple hundred years our podcast will be the like data points that people find to learn about civilization and they have yeah and they have to learn about cum box and poop knives yeah farting kids faces when they're being bad for their mom exactly so good luck to the future of humanity yeah, good fucking luck. <laughs> uh, all right, that's been uh, No Boards for Brothers podcast. I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, yeah. We'll see you next week for the conspiracy episode. Yeah, yeah. See you guys. See you.